morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am the host of A Pen and a Napkin Podcast, your coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to book club number seven. And we're going to do something a little bit different here with this week's book club. Uh, Not that we are doing a book, but uh, as I started examining this book, uh, there was so much in there that this is going to be a two-parter. So we're going to do the first half of this book this week and the second half of this book next week. It's not a long book, but it's an outstanding book. It is uh, John Gordon and Mike Smith. Uh, Many of you have heard of of John Gordon. the the help guru, um, just an awesome awesome author, uh, brings about parables, writes about parables and leadership and things like that. And he teamed up with a guy named Mike Smith. For those of you that remember, Mike Smith was the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons for about seven or eight years in the early 2010s ish, and. Uh, They wrote a book together called You Win the Locker Room First, The Seven C's to Build a Winning Team in Business, Sports, and Life. And I thought this was going to be a typical book club, one-off. We'll we'll go through it in 13 to 15 minutes-ish. And as I started looking at all my notes from this, I thought there is no way I'm going to get through all of this in 13 to 15 minutes. And then I said, well, hey, we'll just do it in two parts. So it's all about the anticipation patient for next week's second half of you win the locker room first so we're going to go through uh, as i said in the title it talks about the seven c's and we're going to go through the first three c's this week and we're going to go through the last four c's and a, and a couple of other tiny little things next week um but the book came about gordon and smith had a relationship while he was the coach of the falcons and then uh, Coach Smith, as it happens most of the time in professional sports, uh, things change, uh, management, administration, uh, team struggles for a year or two, and he got let go. And so he teamed up with John Gordon to talk about uh, culture and things that he would do differently. It's kind of the impetus of it. Um, and so these seven C's came out here, and we are going to start off today with culture where is it here culture being consistent and being contagious so we're actually going to go culture contagious and consistent those are the three we're going to go over here today and we will go from there so culture uh gordon and smith divine culture as culture drives expectations and belief expectations and belief beliefs drive behavior behavior drives habits and habits create the future and it all starts with culture and most of our guests on our interview podcast have talked about culture um he talks about and i'm just going to go through some things here really fast uh collaborative conversations you need to have those conversations on a regular basis you should evaluate your players and i think this is really true and and not only your players but your employees on not only their ability, their actual playing ability, but also on their character and their attitudes. Uh, More often than not, the problems that come into play with culture is taking talent over character and attitude. And and that's the base issue. And and if you do this job long enough, we're all guilty of it at one time or another. Uh, One thing that I've definitely learned is you will not take that outlier talent kid and, and 
try to make it work. You have to be very, very, I shouldn't say you will not. You have to be very, very calculated in taking that talent kid um, and, and trying to bring them into a good culture there. Um, Smith talks about uh, how X's and O's are overrated. And the culture will determine whether or not your strategy works and if it's sustainable. All right. Uh, the X's and O's are important, but culture is the rock of your organization that you must build around. And if you do it the right way, you will have sustained success. And if you have a sustained culture, you will have sustained success. You need to spend more time on culture than you do everything else. All right. Uh, know what you stand for. And I think it's important as we look at, at this, uh, what are you willing to tolerate? What are you willing to stand up for? What are you willing to get fired over? I think is is something that you have to think about uh, going into any job, not necessarily coaching, but in business, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, whatever the ethics that you have, are you willing to get fired over this, taking a stand over whether this is right or wrong? All right. Uh, Smith talks about uh, the seven responsibilities of the Atlanta Falcons, and he it, and we've talked about using standards, not rules. Uh, the the seven and, and he the seven things he listed um, had nothing to do with talent. None of those standards or responsibilities, whatever word you would like to use, other than rules, have nothing to do with how good of a performer you are. It's things like have fun, work hard, enjoy the journey, show respect for every person you come into contact with within the organization, put the team first, do your job, appropriately handle victory and defeat, adulation and humiliation, uh, understand that all organizational decisions aim to make the team better and have a positive attitude. None of those seven things have anything to do with the talent of the players. These are all things that every player and every person can control. All right. Uh, and Smith talked about not goals, but preparation and milestones. All right. So the milestone would be to win a game. If you win a game, okay. If you win a game, next milestone is to start a winning streak. If you lose a game, your milestone is to prevent a losing streak. And that's kind of the verbiage and the thought process he came up with to describe his culture. All right. Um, he also talked about focusing on the, the root, not the fruit. Okay, and if you focus on the root and not the fruit, the tree is going to be fine. If you focus on the fruit and you don't focus on the root, the tree is going to die and you're not going to get the fruit that you want. All right, so that's just some things about culture. All right, the second C was contagious. All right, is your leadership transferable with its purpose, passion, optimism, and belief? All right, so you got to have a vision, you got to have a mission to unite everybody. What is going to be our North Star to, to, to have us all guided by? All right. Um, he talks a lot about optimism, and sometimes we know coaches, uh, you're struggling with the team, you, you feel like you're not practicing well, you've maybe lost a, a couple of games in a row, or you're on a losing streak, and that optimism is difficult to find. Um, but optimism can be a competitive advantage. Um, you know, Dabo Sweeney, who's perhaps the most optimistic guy in America. Now, you know, we see Dabo today and everything that he's done at Clemson and the national championships that he's won and the national championships he's competed for. But if you if you look at Dabo's early career, his first three or four years, very similar to Coach Krzyzewski at Duke, where he struggled. He was an unproven head coach that was not perhaps the most popular choice, 
but somebody within the uh, athletic department, and in both situations, it was the athletic directors, and both Krzyzewski and Dabo went through the same thing, where they got called into the AD's office, and they both were thought they were going to walk in and get fired, and instead they got contract extensions because both of their bosses saw the optimism that they had with their job. They saw that this was at the verge of turning around, and of course, uh, the story tells itself after that point. But Davo talks about how every meeting with his team is an opportunity for him to tell them that they can achieve if they truly believe. Um, he raises their expectations at every practice, and he tries to inspire them to raise up to meet those expectations. I think Davo Sweeney is one of those guys, you know, the American success story, but there's truth to that, that with your optimism, with your praise, you know, you build them up, you build them up, and, and hopefully, you know, they reach the where you want them to go, and hopefully they reach where they want to go, but they're not going to do that by getting beat down, all right? Uh, one of John Gordon's most famous traits in, in his writing is energy vampires, and you've got to get rid of your energy vampires. Don't wait. Get rid of it. Um, to build a winning team, you have to build a positive culture where negativity cannot be bred and grown. Um, and those energy vampires, at all costs, have to be taken out of the element of your team, all right? He also talks about the no complaining rules. Uh, we're not going to complain, all right? Uh, complaining leads to energy vampires. Vampire energies feed off of complaining, all right? If you're complaining, you're not leading. And if you're not leading, you're complaining, you know? Um, if you are leading, you are not complaining, all right? Uh, you always have to have, if, if you've got an issue, and this is something I would tell my assistant coaches often. You can bring up anything. any You can bring up any problem you want, but don't bring up any problems without a solution. It's easy to sit there and complain about the problems. What's the solution? How do we find the solution? All right? And the third thing, third C for day, is consistent. If you are not consistent, you will lose the trust of your team, and when you lose trust, you lose the locker room, all right? So you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent with your attitude. You have to be consistent with your energy. You have to be consistent with your mood. The worst people that you can be around is a moody person. Nobody likes being around a moody person. Nobody likes being around that person where you're like, what are they going to be like today? Are they going to be in a good mood? Are they going to be a bear to deal with? Coaches, you have to maintain your moods. Uh, you can't be you get too up. You can't get too down. Greatest example of that, of course, is Belichick. Not too up, not too down. Sometimes it doesn't even look like he has a pulse, you know. Uh, but you got to stay consistent, all right? You have to. This is a Pete Carroll quote. I must discipline myself to be fully present so I can be in the moment with each person or player. Uh, coaches, you have to be at your best every time that you're around your team. There's no days off when you're around your team. You just can't come in and say, I don't feel like being here because the player's going to pick up on it just like that. Uh, it, assistant coaches, if you have aspirations to be a head coach, you have to be the best person in the gym every single day, and you have to be consistent with that. If you, How do you be consistent? You find routine and you prepare yourself, all right? If you follow a routine and you're consistent with your routine, it's going to help you prepare for every day. Uh, when I was in it, I had I was very much into the routine of practice and putting my practice plan together meticulously. I was very much into, uh, into a game day routine, um, and that's how you bring yourself to be your best, all right? 
at the end of every year, you have to evaluate your program from top to bottom. You have to take a look at it. And we talked about that with Norm Stewart, how he would walk out of his office, take a breath, come back in and say, okay, we're starting over. It's a new year. And he would have to find that mental space to do that. Okay, you have to reevaluate your program. Your past success does not determine your future success. And as Akeem Olajuwon once said, you got to stay hungry. You got to stay humble. Um, you know, complacency is is a terrible, terrible disease. So you've got to be careful of that. All right. So that's it for this week's book club. This is part one of two. Again, we had culture, contagious, and I just said it, consistency. Okay, those three C's. Next week when we come back on book club, we're going to talk about the other four C's. You win the locker room first by John Gordon and Mike Smith. Unbelievable read. Coaches, especially early in the season, uh, I you know it's a short read. You can literally get this and have it read in one night. Um, for me, it was difficult to read in one night because I kept highlighting stuff. I kept writing down notes. That's just me. Um, but you can get this, get it shipped, Amazon Prime, have it in two days. You can have it read by this weekend. And if you're struggling with your locker room, if you feel like uh, your, your, your season is not off, not off to the start that you so desire it to be with your chemistry, with your camaraderie, with your culture, with your contagious energy, with your consistency. Go to this book. Gordon and Smith will help you sort those things out. All right. Thank you for listening. If you're listening, you're on SoundCloud, you're on iTunes. Um, I love the responses that we've been getting. Uh, please, if you have anything, give us a shout out on Twitter. Please keep forwarding this out. Keep spreading the word. We just want to help people become better coaches. We want people to continue to get better at their craft, and this is what this is all about, using these avenues. Um, if you got any questions, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Twitter handle, a pen and a napkin. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up here with interviews, the Foundation Friday stuff. Part two of You Win the Locker Room First will be coming next week, and I hope you tune in. Uh, and as always, coaches, be sure to hone your craft one day at a time.